Hello everyone, welcome to Ultra 64. We are the Comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast and we have something special for you today. Um, in the spirit of being as comprehensive as possible, we are now talking about some stuff that's past the initial uh, 300-some games. My name is Woody Siskowski. With me, as always, is... Hi, this is Steve Gunley. Steve, yes, I messaged Steve about five minutes ago and said, hey, I have an interview right now. You want to get on the call? So he is very much in the deep end. And speaking of interviews, that interview is with Kaze Emanuar. Yo, hey. He very nicely agreed to um, respond to my Twitter DMs, and we set up a little interview. For those of you who don't know, Kaze is maybe the, the Bob Dylan, the gold star, the Usain Bolt of Super Mario 64 ROM hacking. So if you've had any interest in rom hacking you've probably played one of his hacks rom hacking isn't something i know a ton about but i figured if there's one person who can educate me uh kaze is the guy so could you tell me kaze what is a rom hack and maybe how is it different than say a mod for a game well mod and rom hack these words you can usually use synonymously basically a rom hack uh you take an original game say for example in my case super mario 64 and we change the bytes around a little bit we maybe add a few levels and you get an entirely new game or like a modified version of the original game okay let's talk a little bit about your history do you remember when you sort of realized that this was something you were interested in what was your first experience with rom hacking well, I always liked the idea of like making Mario 64 levels. I remember when I was in school and I finished like a test, I would sit down and arrange my uh, pen cases and pens into like something where I imagined Mario walking over. <laughs> but it was like a fun game I had. And then uh, like two, three years later, I found out Super Mario 64 mods are a thing and it is doable to do those things. And uh, I think I saw Star Road or uh, what was it? The Missing Stars. Okay. And and after finding out other people can do this, I was like, you know what? I can do this too. And then I just started. Did you have much um, you know, programming experience at that time? Was that already something you were interested in? No, I've never programmed in my life before this. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Did it take you a long time to sort of learn that skill set? What, what was the first mod that you created? Uh, my first mod was called Super Mario 64 Madness. It's actually atrocious, completely terrible, and you should not play it. <laughs> Uh, it's a full. Well, now, now I want to play it all the more. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, honestly, uh, it's not worth it. It's a full 122 star mod. I made it in two weeks while learning ROM making. Uh, oh wow! That means the quality of the levels is completely atrocious. It's actually not fun at all. But so I made you, it. S- you said that um, your, your Mario 64 Madness you made in two weeks, um, it has full 122 stars. That that seems really fast to me. Like, It seems like the one maybe you're most well-known for is, uh, is it Last Impact? Yeah, that one is one that a lot of people have heard of. About how long did that take you to make? Just uh, Pretty much 50 times as long, two full years. Oh, wow. And I worked okay. on it full-time. So in total, I spent around 4,000 hours on it. And how, I mean, I know that, you know, some aspects of this are a little bit of a gray area, but how are you able to monetize these ROM hacks? Because you actually, you know, you you give out the files that patch the ROMs for free. Yeah, so the patches, they only contain my own code and model Mm -hmm. data, 
but I don't even sell the patches or anything like that. I just upload videos to YouTube and then I get ad money on YouTube. Oh, got it. So you're you're sort of all based around YouTube subscribers and stuff like that. Yeah, income-wise, I'm just a YouTuber. Got it. That makes sense. Tell me a little bit, since we are a Nintendo 64 podcast, and we, we you know, everyone, we, we love Mario 64, how could you not? But... um what was uh so it was mario 64 that kind of drove you towards rom hacking what what is it about mario 64 that you know grabs you so much is that have you ever had any interest in sort of branching out to other nintendo 64 games yeah i'm also working on an ocarina of time mod oh awesome yeah it's called the missing link it plays between ocarina of time and majora's mask and it kind of fills in the small void of story that is happening between those two games that's awesome oh wow that sounds fantastic. So, like, for, for very, like, kind of basic beginners, like, what does one of your uh, ROM hacks look like? Like, what's different from one of your games versus, uh, like, so Super Mario 64? Like, what did you change up? It's it, Honestly, it just depends from mod to mod. Like, I have silly ones, stupid stuff like Mario, <laughs> but instead of his normal hat, he has a fidget spinner, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely stupid. And to absolute full games. Like Last Impact, which is basically just Super Mario 64 too. Oh, wow. And then I also have those crossover mods. Uh, for example, I have Mario in the world of Ocarina of Time, where he interacts with like all the worlds, but the Mario characters are populating it. It has 170 stars. I think it's actually really fun for people uh, that like those both games. Yeah, and I've played, I, I was playing some of that um, just a few days ago, and it, it is an amazing ROM, like how well integrated it works and i just think i think it's so smart because i do think mario is a lot more fun to control than link um so it's really cool to be able to run around in those big environments as mario yeah glad you like it um so yeah no it was awesome um and just am amazing um the amount of work that it must have taken so just tell me a little bit about uh, what was the first time you played mario 64 and is i mean is mario 64 your favorite game and it's gotta be right it's honestly really hard to even consider this as a game anymore because i've spent <laughs> so much time on it it's like i lost all the feeling for it <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, I'm like so desensitized to it so now it's just um, kind of like a tool set or yeah i basically mm -hmm. use it like other people would use unity or something it's like an engine to make yeah games in. that's very interesting about how long ago was it when you made that first mod um super mario madness how, how long have you been at this I think this was uh, just over eight years ago. Okay. This is really long ago. Have have the tools or the community in ROM hacking changed over that time? Like, it seems it seems like maybe this is just because we're enmeshed in the N64 world, but it does seem like ROM hacking is sort of becoming more mainstream. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I remember back then, uh, the biggest ROM hacking guy was called Skellox. He had a YouTube channel with like 2,000 subscribers. Okay. And uh, the tools we had back then, they were really bad. They couldn't even make uh, hacks that run on N64. So we had to do like a lot of research and stuff. And only in 2018, 2019, we actually were able to make ROM hack, uh, console compatible ROM hacks. And uh, through all these mods we made, like I made a lot of mods that somehow got mainstream. My channel somehow exploded into like 120,000, probably also mainly through... What was, what was like your breakthrough? Was it was Last Impact that breakthrough mod or was it one of the crossover ones? No, it was actually Super Mario 64 Online. Oh yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about that because that's a really cool 
project. Yeah, so basically someone made a tool that could uh, transfer bytes from one emulator to another. And I saw it, I was like, dude, I can make an online auto of this. And then I just did it. It's honestly not even hard to make an online Mario 64. I just never had a tool like that. So what's the gameplay? Is it like you and a whole bunch of other Marios kind of running around in the world at the same time? It's not all Marios. You can pick eight different characters or 12, something like that. It's like Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Vario, Vario, stuff like that. Uh, but sadly, the players, they can only interact with the other players. Like if there's like a chain jump in your world, it's going to be a different chain jump in another guy's world. So it's not completely synced, which is a bit sad. But I made a split-screen Mario 64 that even runs on N64, and this is completely synced. Oh, wow. Okay, what's... Um, I want to get that right now. Um, what's... Is it just called split-screen Mario 64? Yeah. Okay, that's easy to <laughs> you find. You should check out the release trailer. It looks like one of those 2007 videos with these fake how-to-unlock Luigi cheats. <laughs> <laughs> So do you do you work mostly with Nintendo 64 or do you uh, uh, play with other uh, uh, systems and styles as well? I'm working on my own Unity game, mm. but I'm not taking other consoles. Is um, when was the first time? Like, um, do you have any sort of history with other consoles? Was the N64 kind of the first thing that you were interested in as a as a gamer, or did you sort of did you grow up on Super Nintendo or? I grew up on, I think, Sega Genesis, the one with Sonic yeah. 1, 2, and 3, and the N64. Okay. Um, so, have the tool, like, would you say that ROM hacking has gotten easier over the years? Like, are the tools sort of more available? Because I've, I've, one other thing I've been curious about is one of my favorite games on uh, Nintendo 64 is NBA Hangtime. Um and like how easy would that be to sort of go in and just update rosters as like a really easy rom hack you know i know that it's probably different for every game right yeah it's gonna be like it's really hard to estimate the amount of effort mm. it'll take like you don't know beforehand if the game is compressed in a certain way and how the data is laid out how easy it is to figure out the data sets i see and i'm guessing i mean would you mario 64 is probably the most hacked rom hacked game that there is right like so it's probably has the most tools for it out there yeah mario 64 and super mario world are the two most hacked ones mario 64 is even so far that i think just about like two or three months ago we decompiled the entire game we now just have it in c code rather than assembly that makes it so much easier okay so what 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 is that okay so that means you can just sort of take the code of any specific part of the game and sort of go right to it uh yeah before we had that basically we had machine code, which is code that is not meant to be able to be read by humans. And we had to program only in this, which uh, is a very big barrier to entry. But now that we have C code, you basically just need to know basic English and then you can program anything in Mario 64. So one thing that you had brought up a little bit is you said that they're console compatible. And just so that means specifically people using an EverDrive, right? So they can, or just sort of any flash cart and basically they'll load your hacked ROM and then they're able to play it on the console itself. Is that that's correct, right? Yeah, exactly. You can just load it up. Okay. And how important I have noticed that generally Mario 64 ROMs are some of the hardest to get to run on the console itself. Yeah, because we had these fucked up tools for so long. How important do you think it is to 
be able to play on the console? Like, do you think that that's, you know, valuable to the experience? Or do you think that it's not something people should bother with very much while they're creating ROM hacks? I feel especially people that listen to this podcast, they're going to say it's very valuable. And for a lot of people, it is because uh, it just adds a lot to the feeling of, uh, you know, I'm actually playing this on my N64 rather than playing on an emulator. Mm -hmm. But about 99% of the Mario 64 hacking audience, I mean, it's, it's pretty much more mainstream. So it's not just uh -huh. nostalgia people. It's like people that, I don't know, like small children that have an Android phone and can't play anything on it except Romex. That's very common. And they don't really care That's at all. Point. Yeah, that makes sense. But some of, some of your ROM hacks are not console compatible, right? Like I can't run the uh, Mario X Zelda, Mario X hmm. Ocarina of Time on my N64, right? Yeah, certainly anything that was released before 2018, we only had the broken tools. Got it. Do you have any plans to uh, make that compatible, or is that is it just too too big for the system itself? Mm, I think it should technically be able to run, but some areas would like down to like 10 FPS or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sadly, we don't use the same culling optimizations that Ocarina of Time had in that hack. So, Akaza, do you do you ever run into any uh, legal challenges with any of the things you're putting up on YouTube? Like, does Nintendo ever try and get you to take down any of your uh, any of your ROM hacks? They've taken down about like seventy videos of mine. Oh my god! Yeah, hadn't they done that, I would have enough passive income to uh -huh. just you know retire and hack Mario forever. But sadly, oh, no. <laughs> that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. I've only received a CND once, though, from R64 Online. So they still haven't really gotten behind that community of the, the modders in the way that other developers have. Why, why do you think, I mean, what do you think they, I know it's hard to sort of put yourself in someone else's head, but why do you think they're so defensive about <laughs> this content? Because it, to me, it's, I don't know, it seems like you're only sort of drumming up interest for these games, like... You know, Mario 64 is a, is certainly a great game, but I imagine that these sort of ROM hacks sort of only drive more people to be more interested in Mario and its content. Um, so w what do you think it is that sort of inspires Nintendo to be so cutthroat about keeping this stuff defended? Well, first, yeah, I definitely agree that this leads traffic to them. I've had a lot of people tell me that one of my ROM hacks was their first Mario game and they enjoyed it or something. Huh. Um, I have no idea why Nintendo is so much against it, though. It makes no sense to me, either. It's kind of interesting that, like, um, you know, the, as this ROM hacking scene has sort of grown, Nintendo has made the, the Mario Maker games. Do you have any... Do you ever play the Mario Maker games? Uh, I've played a little bit of Mario Maker 1, yeah. And it's just funny, because it's essentially like a first-party suite of tools that like Nintendo has created to let people I mean almost make their own ROM hacks like they give quite a bit of customization in what people are able to do yeah so it's it's just kind of feels like you know they're like oh people love uh ROM hacks let's just give them the tools and sell it sell it for 60 bucks you know yeah it, it does kind of feel like that <laughs> but I mean you're so limited Mario Maker that it's uh it, it doesn't feel the same yeah that makes sense that makes sense um, and certainly changing a 3D space is a whole a whole different kind of thing. So I just, I honestly just have one more question for you. Um, we won't take up too much of your time. So if somebody is getting into ROM hacks as a player, 
are there any that you would suggest either you know either for Mario 64 um, any other games that any other ROM hacks that have really impressed you uh, for Mario 64 take notes here the first thing you're gonna play is Super Mario 64 Sapphire it has 30 stars it's very easy it's a big uh, good entrance hack then you're gonna play Super Mario 64 Peach's Memory it has 60 stars it's also not too difficult and after you've played both, you're going to be good enough at Mario's movement to play Super Mario Star Road, which is a full hack. It's amazing. It's <laughs> really fun if you're good enough. Okay, so Star Road is one of your favorites, but the difficulty is high. Yeah, higher than the original, yeah. so that you have to practice first, else it won't be fun. Okay. What, what's, your favorite, uh, one, what's your favorite ROM hack that you have created? Uh, that's really hard to tell. I mean... The, the best one, the the one I think is the best, is probably Super Mario 64 Land. It's also... Right, I, I just played that one. That one is fantastic. Because it, it, it's kind of it's kind of like a mashup of Super Mario 3D Land in the Super Mario 64 engine. Yeah. So it kind of has like a, you know, an old school 2D Mario feel, even though it's in the 3D space. Yeah, honestly, if you like the platforming side of Mario 64, I think Mario 64 Land is the best tech for you out there. And if you're really into that adventure feeling, like character interaction, discovering stuff, I think uh, it's Last Impact that you should play. Also one of mine. Okay. So it's like either one of those two that I would say is my favorite. Awesome, awesome. Um, is there any other uh, any other ROM hacks for any other games that you thought were was really neat? Well, I mean, Ocarina of Time has a lot of hacks, but to be honest, they're all kind of bad. A bit. Admittedly, it's really hard to design a Zelda game, but when Missing Link comes out, you'll be impressed. You'll you'll love it. I'm sure. Okay, do you have a do you have any sort of ETA on when that might be? It's a group project, so it's always really hard to estimate that, but we are working mm-hmm. on the final boss right now, so hopefully oh. it shouldn't be too long. That sounds exciting. I think that'll that'll be my first ROM hack. Yeah, I think I want to definitely get into some uh, I'm I'm a big fan of those two particular Zelda games, so I'm uh yeah, I'm I'm very much a newbie to this whole field, but that sounds like this kind of thing that could get me into it. So, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yes. Yeah, so do you have any other last things that you want to either plug or a question that I sort of missed asking or anything like that, Kaze? I can't really think of much more important stuff about Romex. Uh, of course, if you like the projects uh, I presented, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel or check out like the community pages that we have. Oh yeah, actually that does remind me of a of a last question. What about so you you gave some recommendations um, to, for people interested in playing ROM hacks, but if somebody's interested in let's just say ROM hacking Super Mario sixty four themselves, what tools are out there for them to sort of get their feet wet? Or it sounds like that's sort of become more user friendly. So where where would you recommend someone starts with that? So the easiest one to get into is ROM Manager. I used to have a tutorial for it. It was a video tutorial. It took 40 minutes and you would just be able to make hacks after 40 minutes of learning. That's ROM Ninja? ROM Manager. Manager, okay. Yeah, sadly Nintendo took the tutorial down. So you can't really do that anymore. But maybe you can figure it out for yourself if you find a tool. Um, yeah, and what, can you tell us the name of, uh, yeah, any, any other thing that you want to, want to hype, anything like that? Oh yeah, there's also a ROM called Super Mario 64, The Missing Memories. Also really good, you should check it out, just, or watch tutorial, watch, watch videos of it so you get hyped for the hacks, because it actually looks beautiful. My YouTube channel is called Casa Emanua, 
E M A N U A R. Yeah, it's a really weird to spell. Um, and and you do. Oh yeah, what's what's the origin of that name? I honestly made it up out of thin air. Okay, and you stuck stuck with it. Yeah, I should have changed it. <laughs> you, do, you do Twitch streaming as well, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, and you mostly uh, you mostly play ROM hacks on there. I'm assuming. No, I make ROM hacks. Oh, you actually stream yourself making them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I stream two to three hours every day. It's like, uh, you know, just to oh. hang out with people. So so that would actually be, if someone was interested in learning more about them, that would be a good way to do it too. Right. Yeah, for sure. And you can hang out with other people interested in Romex too. So if you want to get into the whole community, that's a good way to do it. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm really glad we were able to get this set up. Um, I'm, I'm excited to delve more into the world of ROM hacks and, you know, I'm, th yeah, you're, you're doing awesome work. So, so I know that me and many other N64 enthusiasts are always excited about what you put out. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. That's good to hear. No problem. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Ultra 64, the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. If you are interested in learning more about Mario 64 um, ROM hacks and maybe trying some out for yourself, go to Kaze's YouTube channel. That's K-A-Z-E-E-M-A-N-U-A-R. And um, there you'll have footage of his ROM hacks as well as um, links to the downloads for the patches in the video descriptions. Also, you, if you are interested in hearing Steve and I talk more about ROM hacks, we actually have an episode on our Patreon where we played one of Kaze's ROM hacks and we will see how it stacks up to the original. So for only $5 a month, you get access to that as well as a whole bunch of other games that we've been talking about and other old uh, Nintendo 64 stuff. So that's only $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash ultra64pod. We've had about six new episodes come out there in the last, less than the last month. So check that out. Thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great day. Bye.